Hey guys, what's up? It's Faith from faithmariah.com. Welcome back to another episode of my Blogging Breakthroughs podcast. This episode was originally a Q&A that I recorded in my Blogging Breakthroughs Facebook group. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions for me, please come join the Facebook group. I would love to have you in there. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help answer any questions that you have. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hey guys. Hey, let's see. I have some questions from you guys. Hold on. Let me pull them up. Let me go through these questions. I'm going to try and go quickly. I know I always say that and I always spend like an hour, but I really, really don't have very much time today, but I wanted to answer some questions. Okay. Arlen says, do you have any thoughts on thoughts about paid ads? I ran a test ad on Facebook, spent $8 and got 20 email subscribers. So now I'm wondering if I should just keep it going to get to a thousand subscribers. Okay. I'm not the person to ask about ads really. And I told Arlen this in the comments, but I've never paid for ads or email subscribers. I think there's a part in EBA where you like make an ad, but I did it like once and spent $5 and never did it again. I get, I focus on getting free organic traffic. So my email subscribers and all my stuff come from Pinterest and they come from Google, mostly Pinterest. So I'm really not the person to ask about ads. I will say I think a smart way to do it if you're going to do ads is to create a really good tripwire, create a really good offer, and then sell it for like seven bucks, right? And so a tripwire basically is like someone will put their email in, and then when they hit subscribe, a sales page will pop up with a timer, and it's like, hey, if you buy, you know, this product is usually like, you know, 20 bucks, but if you buy within the time frame you get it for seven or you get it for eight or whatever, something like that. But the reason people do that is to pay for their ads. Sorry, I just drank a bunch of kombucha. (laughs) The reason people do that is to pay for their ads, right? So if you can get a tripwire that is really working and converting well, you can run your ads for free, right? If you know, and I've never done this, but from my friends that have done it and the people that I've talked to that do this, say that especially Facebook ads are pretty consistent. Like you can basically figure out, you know, if my tripwire converts at this amount and I pay this much per subscriber and I know this percentage of subscribers will buy my tripwire product, you can figure out if it's profitable or if you'll break even or not. And those numbers are very consistent supposedly, but I've never done it. So I'm really not the person to ask about ads but I would do it with a tripwire. If you are going to pay for ads, like you might as well try and sell something right to break even. So the best thing to sell in my opinion is a tripwire, like a low end offer. You want to, and you want it to be like a no brainer. You want it to be like, Oh, like, of course I'm going to buy that for $7. That's a great value. Um, okay. I'm launching my first Bluehost hosted WordPress website this week. Chrissy, I think I saw you that you launched in the group. I feel like there is so much more to work on. Should I just launch as is then continue to work on the site and adding content as I go? I understand that I will not get much traffic for the first few months, but I also do not want a site that is incomplete. No newsletter, no welcome, email succession, no freebie. Yet few Pinterest pins created so much to do. Chrissy, you got to just start. There is, and, and the reason why is because there is so much to do, right? And, and honestly, the traffic that you're getting now is like minuscule compared to what the traffic you'll be getting eventually is. So when I launched my blog, 
I spent all of this time like getting it ready on the back end to launch, right? And then it took me months to get traffic. Like, you know, the first like like few months I had my blog, barely anyone saw it. So it's so funny, like, you know, and at the time it felt like a lot, but looking back, I'm like, there was like nobody was like looking at it basically. <laughs> but you gotta just start, right? I'm a really big advocate of like just going and starting and moving. And if you have the site live, I feel like you'll be a lot more motivated to be like, crap, I got to get this up. I got to get the subscriber stuff up. And working with a sense of urgency is helpful a lot of times in this game, right? Because there's always a lot of stuff to do. There's always things to do. Um, and so anything you can do to kind of put that urgency on yourself where you're like, I got to get this done. I got to do this this weekend. I'm taking care of this now. You know, I'm going to sit down and like bang this out is good. And you need the site live to rank in Google and you need the stuff circulating on Pinterest to get traffic. So the longer you have that site up, the better, <laughs> even if it's not, even if you don't have anything there, like Google really isn't going to look at you the first six, some people say even nine months that you're live, Google just isn't going to look at you because they just don't look at new websites, which makes sense, right? They want like quality content. They want sites that have been up for a while that are proven that have backlinks and all that stuff, because Google's always trying to give people the best content that they possibly can. So they're not going to promote new websites. So my point is, is like, you need longevity, like having, oh, there's my dog. <laughs> having like your site up can help you get out of that. Um, people call it like the Google sandbox where you're just sitting there and Google's ignoring you. <laughs> having your site up can help you like get through that process. And it's not really gonna hurt anything. I know it seems like you're like, oh, I really want everything done. I want my website to look professional. I want it to look good, right? I want to make a good impression. Um, but it's really not going to hurt you. Like, it's just not. Like, it's not going to make or break your business. There's so many people on the internet, and there's so many people that won't even remember you or remember your website, you know, a month from now if they go back. So, you know, just don't. And this is the other thing, too, is, like, just remember, like, no one is looking at your stuff as hard as you are. <laughs> like, no one is looking at your website and your messaging and all this stuff as critically as you are and as intensely as you are, right? So if someone clicks on your site and it's not really done, they're just kind of like, well, they're going to go back on Pinterest and just click on something else. It's not like the be all end all thing, right? But when we're looking at it, we're like, this is my future and my business and my career. And it's like such a big deal in our minds. But think about if you're just browsing the internet and you click on something and then it doesn't have what you want or it doesn't have the quality of content you thought it would have or whatever, you just click off, right? Like it's not a big deal. Like it doesn't, it's not going to make or break you at all. Like, so I would say go for it. That's kind of my answer always for everything. I feel like anytime you guys ask me, like, should I launch this? Should I do this? Should I wait? I, the answer is like never to wait. Like the answer is always just to go. You're not making progress if you're waiting. If you're in this phase of like waiting, you're going to learn way more having the site live and having to do it and deal with that and manage it than you are sitting around waiting. We get stuck in this research phase, right? Of like, I'm going to research how to start a podcast. It's like, you're going to learn how to do a podcast by having a podcast. Like that's how you learn to do it, <laughs> you know? So don't get stuck in that phase and just just go, right? There's so much, so much to be said, I feel like for just doing it and just, you know, taking, you know, you guys have heard like big messy action or whatever. There's a lot of truth in that and a lot of, a lot of help with that. Oh, good. Linda, let me know if you have any questions. I'm going to just keep going through these questions, but if you guys have questions over here, I, I'm happy to answer them. So just let me know what you're, what you're stuck on or what you're struggling with. Uh, Laura, 
says, what does the email list have to do with making the blog profitable? I've read elsewhere that that matters, but I can't remember what it said. I thought it was just site traffic. And how does the blog actually make money? Is it just through ads? So your main source of income, if you're actually making money, if you're making like real money, is not going to be ads. <laughs> it's just like You're going to make a very minuscule amount of money for ads. It's just, you're just not going to make your, it, you, you would have to have millions of page views to make a living off of ads. Like, and most of us can't get there. Like, I don't, I don't know how to tell you guys to get to that many page views because I don't have that many page views. So I'll just tell you my revenue streams. I do affiliate marketing, which is like I sell other people's products. If I put links on my blog to a product and then someone buys it, I get a kickback of that. And then I do ads and then I do my own products, my own digital products. Um, is there something else? I think that's pretty much it. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting something. But the email list, people always say like the money is in the list and it's true. Like your email list is going to sell a lot higher than people off your website. It's going to sell a lot higher than people off your Facebook. It's going to sell a lot higher than people off your Instagram. And that's just like, I mean, that's just data. Like that's just the, the truth. Like people buy for whatever reason off of emails that they get and they read at a much, much higher rate than off of your other stuff. And so the best way to use your social media and to use your website is to get people on your email list and then sell things on your email list. Because if you know that, that your email list converts a lot higher and people are much more likely you know, to buy off of there, I don't, I, I don't even really sell my courses on my site that much. You could probably go to my site and not even realize I have courses, right? but I sell them all the time on my email list. But when people come to my site, I'm not trying to get them to buy my course off the site. I'm trying to get them on my email list. And once they're on my email list, I can sell to them multiple times. If they come to my site and they buy something, they could leave and be gone and never hear from me or think about me ever again. But if they're on my email list, I can sell to them, you know, a different courses. Like I have this course and I have that course. I have this like thing you might be interested in, right? I have like a lot of tools and and things that can help people right and so i need a way to be able to distribute that to them does that make sense so your email list you'll hear it all the time like the money is in the list but that's why it converts a lot higher and so your best use of those other platforms right get people following you on instagram get people on your facebook get people on your site and then get them on your email list that's the real point of like the blog right and then you can sell your courses you can do your affiliate marketing whatever it is that you're doing, your coaching packages. A lot of people sell services, right? I mean, yeah, you just, you really need an email list. It's really, really important. So that's like the main purpose of my website is to get email, email lists, right? You won't see like my courses advertised on my, on my website. If you go there on radicaltransformationproject.com, but you'll see places to put your email in, right? Because that's my goal. I'm getting traffic to the site and then I'm getting people on the email list and then I'm you know, I'm sharing useful things on the email. I'm not just selling them things, right? I'm trying to help them. But through that, I'm like, you know, I'm sharing my courses and I'm sharing other people's courses and I'm sharing other resources that I have and books that I like and things I know that I've used and loved and have helped me, I'm sharing with them to help them, right? And so it's always selling from a place of service. I never sell anything to anyone just to sell it to them ever. I just like, I just, I, you couldn't pay me enough money, right, to do that. Because I love my audience so much. My audience is, is all I have, right? My audience is my my actual livelihood. So why would I sell that for, you know, what, for a $20 commission? You know, I'm just never going to do that. And 
I believe people can feel your energy online. You guys can tell if you go on a webinar and someone's just trying to sell you crap. Like people's bullshit detectors for this stuff is getting so good because we're sold stuff so much all the time, right? But when I come on here, like you guys know, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you anything. Half the time, like I don't, I don't even, yeah, I don't sell anything. I'm just here to, to talk to you. And the energy is completely different with me hanging out, talking to you than if I were on here trying to sell you some like stupid email funnel or like whatever it is people are selling you, like some webinar crap or, mm, does that make sense? So, okay. I think I, I don't even know. I think I answered your question. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, Jace asked, what did you end up deciding for your mental health blog? I talk about this a little bit in the podcast episode I just recorded, so I'm not going to go too much into it, but I'm pivoting my content um, at Radical Transformation Project. It's been a very niche blog. It's always been about depression and anxiety, but it's two years old. And I'm tired of talking about that stuff. Like, to be honest with you, I want to talk about other things. And I've been working with a lot of like really amazing coaches, right? Spiritual coaches and mindset coaches and all this stuff. And I want to share more of that kind of stuff. And so I'm pivoting it more to like, from like, you know, radical transformation project, depression and anxiety to like radically transform your life in general, right? Like more of like a mindset general. So I'm doing like the opposite. I feel like of what a lot of people start broad and niche down. I started niche down and I'm, I'm going out and I don't think there's really a wrong way to, to do that. Like I talk about that in the podcast, but you know, it's about what you're called to do, right? I was called when I started the blog to talk about depression and anxiety. And so that's what I talked about. And now I'm being called to talk about other things. And like my personal beliefs and my feelings about this is like, as long as you're following like your heart and your soul, like, and you're like, I feel like I'm guided. Right. So like my, my, purpose is to just follow my heart and my soul. What am I called to say? What do people need me to say? Like what, you know what I mean? Like, what is my message? And it's not a, it's not about me, right? It's just about the message. Like, and to me, that's just, I don't, I don't know, but that's what I'm being called to do. So the answer, this is, I can't do a short answer. I swear to God, the answer <laughs> is that I'm broadening it out because that's what I'm being called to do, right? I'm being called to talk about something different. And I'm still going to talk about the other things. I'm definitely keeping the vlog. Like I love the vlog and, and I've been doing this kind of already, right? I just haven't changed, you know, like I changed the title of my Facebook group from like a mental health support group. Now it's like intentional living. I changed my banner where it was like, you know, it used to be like slay depression and like manage the anxiety or whatever it was. And now it, it doesn't say depression and anxiety on the top of my blog anymore. It's like, you know, like, I don't know, like live with intention and totally kick ass and something, something like, you know, so I'm, I'm changing it. I'm changing it, the feel of it. And I think it's probably more for me than anyone else, right? It feels more aligned to me. And so I'm excited to create there and I'm excited to make new content there. And probably my readers probably wouldn't even notice like, or won't even notice like, honestly, cause it's just me being me. Right. And that's the thing about my brand. It's just me talking about the things I'm called to talk about. It's just me being me, right? I'm the same on every platform. I'm the same on Instagram as I am in real life, as I am on this camera, as I am on the blog, as I am on the podcast. It's just like, you know, it's just me being me. So, you know, and I made this such a big deal, right? And this is kind of what I was saying 
earlier about like we get so focused on our own stuff and make it such a big deal. I made this such a big deal about like pivoting my content and like changing my stuff. But it's like my readers aren't really going to notice that much, right? It's still me being me. It's still me talking about the things I've always talked about. It's still me like sharing the things I'm called to share. It's still the same <laughs> at the essence of it, right? And so we make these things such a big deal. And it's important to realize like no one's thinking about your content the way you are. It's just, they're just not like, no one is thinking about my content. No one is like looking at my site now and being like, oh, she's pivoting her content. Like, like, no, right. So they're just like, oh, what is Faith like talking about? What crazy stuff is Faith talking about on the internet? Like, you know what I mean? Um, maybe it's a silly question. How do you get the fear of overthinking everyone you, everything you write is garbage. I've shown my stuff to other people and they say it's really good, but I just don't see it. Okay. Linda, I have some things to say about this. I had a whole existential crisis um, last week. I I can't remember if I told you guys this story or not. I woke up and I just like didn't have anything to say. I didn't have anything to say on Instagram stories. I didn't have anything to say on Facebook. I didn't have anything to say writing. I didn't have anything to say anywhere. I had nothing to say. And it scared the crap out of me because usually I have more things to say than I have like places to say them, right? I have a lot to say all the time. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't have anything to say. And then it like shifted, it like spiraled. You guys ever have a bad day and, it, and you just like go on the spiral? So I was like, oh, I don't have any content. I don't have anything to say. And it shifted into this thing of like, is everything I'm doing stupid? <laughs> is everything, is everything I've ever made actually garbage? Like is all of my stuff garbage? And I think that's a totally normal thought to have, right? And it, but you have to look at like where that is coming from. There's probably some limiting beliefs and some like actual like work you might need to do around that. Like, you know, it could be even something you picked up in your childhood of like, you know, having parents that are really critical or whatever. That stuff like really does stick with you. So you might have to do over like, you know, process some of that. But what I'll tell you about it, Linda, what are you writing about? What's your blog about? The way that I get over this is and the way I... I produce a lot of content. Like you guys know that. Like my whole vibe is like make a lot of blog posts, make a lot of stuff, like, you know, put out all the things. And it's not necessarily about like perfectionism is not my vibe, right? Or and quality is not my vibe. And I'll tell you why. It's because I, I'm so passionate about serving my people and I feel so connected to them. So you need to tap into your person your avatar who you're here to serve and then at, sit down and journal on it and ask yourself what happens to them if they never find the information that you have what happens to them right so if you're like i talked to someone once on a live stream that had like a vegan blog or something and it's like you know what if this person never finds that information that you have to go vegan and they never get to like do that lifestyle or you know for me with depression and anxiety you know, that's like literally life or death to me. It's like, you know, people die from that. And so I have to get online and share this stuff. It doesn't matter about what I feel about it. It doesn't matter if I think it's garbage. It doesn't matter. Um, it doesn't matter like what I think about it. It's just has to be in the world, right? It's just, a, it, it, it comes from a place of service for me. And that's how I get over it, right? It's like, you, I don't, does that make sense? What, I wish I knew what your blog was about. But yeah, just sit down and journal up on your on your person and who you're here to help and ask yourself, you know, like what happens to her if she never finds you? 
what happens to her if you're the only one that can reach her? This is like the this is like the key to making good content, I think. It's like you have to write to them like you're the only person that can help them. You got to speak to them like I'm here to like change your life and I'm here to help you because I'm the only one that can do it. And I might be like I might be the last like per if someone's depressed, right? I might be the last thing they look at, you know, before they decide to take their life potentially. Like that's really real to me. And so when you get in that place where you're like, oh, "Holy crap, like I've got to speak to these people. I got to tell them and I got to speak to them now. I have to reach them now. And it's that sense of urgency, I think, that gets me past this like this idea of like, like, what if it's not good or what if it's not perfect? It's like it doesn't matter. Like, it's not about me. Right. It's not about how I feel about it. It's not about how I feel about my content. And that's the thing is like you're always making content to serve your people. You're always making content for your audience. It's not for you. It doesn't matter what you think about it. <laughs> so you just have to get in this place where it's like, it's not about you, right? It's not about you. It's not about how you feel about it. It's not about if you like it. It's not about like if you feel great about it. It's about getting your message into the world. And you have to get so fired up about your message and your business and what you're here to do and what you're here to build that nothing will stop you. You couldn't stop me from talking on the internet, right? You couldn't stop me from doing it. And it's that sense of like urgency and fire inside your soul of like, I have to share this message. I have resources, I have tools and things that I know can change people's lives because it's changed my life. And so it is my mission and my duty to share it with as many people as possible. And I don't care, like, you know, if I write a blog post and I don't like it and it's not my favorite blog post, if it has information in it that I know can, ch can change someone's life, I'm gonna put that sucker on the internet. Does that make sense? So that's kind of my rant about that. Yay, Allie from NOLA, I love NOLA. I love the new path for your blog, oh good. Yeah, I'll let you guys know how it goes. I mean, and then this is the other thing too, is like, I can change it back, right? I made this whole big like saga about like, should I pivot my content? And like, what is all this stuff? And like, I was stuck, right? And this is the, the same thing I tell you guys all the time, right? I I struggle with too, is like, I, I got stuck where I was just like, like stuck in this place of overthinking my content. And I was like, I don't know, like, what's my new direction? What's my new thing instead of just doing it? But it's like, if it doesn't work, I can change it back. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, you can try, you can try things and have them not work. It's safe for you to try things and have them not work. Probably most of the things I've tried on the internet haven't worked. I've made courses that haven't sold. You know, I've done, I've made, written, who knows how many blog posts that were a total flop, right? It's just like, that's part of the process. It's just like, it's safe for you to try things and have it not work. And everything is editable. Everything is changeable. So if I pivot the blog and I don't like it, I can, and it doesn't work and it's not inspiring people and it doesn't feel aligned to me, I can go back and like edit my header back, right? And just change it back. <laughs> it's not like, so anyway, but I'll let you guys know how it goes. Okay. Catherine says, how did you judge the juggle the demands of growing your blog with your normal day job. I've been exhausted juggling everything as I woke up 60 hours per week at my day job depending and I'm worried about burning out. I know you did something similar. Thank you for being so helpful as usual. Okay, Catherine, you should be worried about burning out because, and, and I, I hate telling this story, right? Because I worked like a, a maniac, like on my blog, like really like a, like a psychopath, but you know, there, I don't have kids and I don't have you know, I don't, I had a lot of like free time, right? I didn't have a partner at the time. I had just broken up with my boyfriend, which that always frees up a ton of time. I feel like when you're in a relationship and it ends, you're like, holy crap, I have like <laughs> tons of hours in the day suddenly, right? That aren't devoted to being with this person. And so I had like a lot of free time and I had a lot of 
luxuries that people don't have, right? I worked 40 hours. I never worked more than 40 hours because they didn't want to pay me overtime. So they would literally at five o'clock send me home like immediately. So I never had to work late or juggle a lot of things that I know a lot of people deal with. And so what worked for me is not going to work for everyone. What worked for me was like, bust my butt, right? Like, I was like, I'm going to get out of my job as quick as I humanly possibly can. And I worked like really, really crazy hours. Like I would work, you know, I'd get up at like five and like work before work and then go to work and then work on my lunch break and then come home from work and then work till I went to sleep. And I did that, you know, it sounds fast when I tell this story, right? When I tell people I launched the blog in January and I quit my job in October, people are like, whoa, like, you know, that's so fast. But when you like put it into perspective where I worked from freaking, you know, five or six in the morning till 10 or 11 at night every day, you know, seven days a week, basically, for 10, like almost a whole year, like it sounds a lot different, right, depending on your perspective of that story. But what you should be concerned about burning out, right. And I don't advocate that for everyone. (laughs) Like, that's not the answer to everyone. I'm also like, really passionate about what I do, I still work insane hours and I really don't have to like now, but I do. Right. And I always will. Like I, I'm never, even if I were making like, you know, like crazy money, like Jennifer maker or something like that, if I ever like really blow up and I would still be working, I would still be doing the same things I'm doing now. <laughs> I would still be working the same hours, you know, cause I just, it doesn't burn me out. It gives me energy. Does that make sense? So like working on this business for me is a lot different than, than a lot of people, I think. And that's, that's how I'm able to work so much and how like pretty much every once in a while I'll get burnt out, but only if I'm being really nuts. Like sometimes I'll be really, really crazy for a while and like just work way too many hours, you know, and then I have to take a break for a day or two, but then I'm good to go again. So I don't deal with burnout, I think as much as other people. And I'm like blessed right now. Cause I don't have the day job, like the soul sucking day job that I used to have. Right. But you need to realize that this is a long game. This is a long game. And that's why most people don't make it. Most people don't make it online because they can't stick it out because it is a long game. It takes a long time. You have to be willing to put in the time and freaking wait and like keep putting in the work and wait and put in the work and wait. And it really is like a marathon of like patience, right? It's really like this, like, can you wait it out? It's And it's hard. It's harder than you think it is. It sounds easy when I'm saying it where I'm like, you know, you, it's just time, but it's hard when you're putting in the work and you're not seeing the results necessarily right away. So you should be worried about burning out. That's the reason most people quit, right? They get tired of putting in work and not seeing results and they're working too hard and then they just give up. And so you have to do whatever you have to do to get yourself in that marathon state of mind where it's like, you can keep going, like you'll be able to keep going and keep doing and, you know, work with a sense of urgency. But if you're working 60 hours a week and you're tired, like, you know, that's, that's a reality that you need to work, like look at, right. And I can't tell you what to work, when to work or like how many hours to work, you know, that's something you have to look at and you look at your schedule and, and find times that feel aligned for you. But the other thing I'll say is like, you need to be excited about this business, or you will not make it. And that's why most people don't make it. People are sold this idea of like, make all this money, like be a blogger, like, like, you know, and then they're not passionate about their business. And then they give up and they fail. Like, most people I think that launch blogs, like don't make it because of that. 
So you need to find a way where it's like Saturday afternoon, like you work on your blog and it's like really exciting time for you. And you like, you know, go to a coffee shop and like get a special croissant and it's like sacred time, right? It needs to feel aligned. It needs to feel good when you're working on your business. It should not feel like, and, and what's the point of that, right? Like I, I got in this business to like work a job I love, right? Why am I going to build a business that I hate working at, right? So you need to find a way where you love it. And maybe it's, you know, working less hours. Maybe it's doing it only on the weekend. Maybe it's only doing it certain nights a week, right? But you need to find a way where it feels aligned and it feels good, like in your heart and your soul. And it doesn't feel like drudgery. And that's really important, like for your mental health, especially if you're working at a job you don't like, you've got to find a way to be able to put in the work you need to put in and still have it be enjoyable and still have it feel good, right? I still have to do this too. Like, you know, I'll, I'll have to like take myself out sometimes because I work in this office, God knows how many hours a week, right? But every once in a while, I'll just be like, I don't want to do this, you know, and I'll just take myself to, to my favorite coffee shop and I'll like get a latte and I'll like, you know, talk to the cute barista guy that works there. And like, you know, I'll just get myself in a, in a different mindset. I don't make myself work on my business. If I feel like it's work, if I feel like it's hard, if I feel like I don't want to do it, I change my mindset. You know, does that make sense? So I never am sitting in here like, I don't want to be doing this. I have to get this blog post out. That's never how I work on my business. If I feel like that, I either journal, I exercise, I go for a walk. I do a lot of like walking the dog and listening to podcasts. If I feel uninspired and I'm feeling bored, I just go and walk the dog around and I listen to podcasts and that kind of re-inspires me. But you have to always be working on your business from an aligned, joyful, inspired place. And because if you don't, you're not going to be able to put in the kind of time that it takes to make it. Does that make sense? If you're working on your business and it's all well and fun and good, it's a lot easier to wait than if you're working on your business and it feels like grind and it feels like hustle and it feels hard and it feels like difficult and all these things. And not that it doesn't feel hard for me, but you need to be aligned. It needs to come from a joyful, loving, happy place. And it's a lot easier to make it that way. Does that make sense? That was a very long answer. I hope something in there like was helpful. <laughs> um, my blog is about helping women start their own businesses while working full-time and taking advantage and seeing that they have an opportunity to do this and they can actually be happy in this path. Okay, Linda, this is so important. Your work is so important. Listen to me. So <laughs> here, I'm about to like preach at you. I'm like, hear what I'm saying, girl. Listen to me. You have to get that message out in the world. Think of all the women out there that need to start businesses. I was just dating someone um, and he was telling me his MLM, he, the MLM that his sister started, he believes saved her life because she got out of an abusive relationship and she was able to leave because she was able to make her own money. Like this, this is important. And you have to think about like, we forget and we, we lose perspective. Right. And I always think about, I've told this story before, but I always think about my grandmother used to always talk about how proud she was to be a secretary and what a big deal it was and how, what a, it was such a huge thing because no women in her family had been allowed to work. That wasn't that long ago. Not allowed to work, let alone run a business. 
Like this, and so for women to run businesses is revolutionary. Women need money. And this is an unpopular opinion about like, I feel like just changing the world in general, right? Everyone's supposed to be humble and especially women. Like we want to come from this place of like, I'm just here to help. And like, maybe I'll make a little money and, and maybe I'll get paid. And if I make some money, like that'd be great, but I'm just going to try and help and like, whatever. And like, screw that. Like, you know, I, really believe like the way to change the world is to get them get money in the hands of good-hearted educated women like that's the way to change the world in my in my i believe that like in my heart right and so when you think about it like that it's like of course you're going to publish your blog post <laughs> like how can you not right it's like you have to help women like you know there's women that need to start businesses that need to share their message you know that there's women that that need this information you have to publish the blog post. It doesn't matter if you don't like it. It doesn't matter if you're scared. It doesn't, like, all of that stuff doesn't matter, right? It's about something bigger than you. This isn't about you, right? That's the thing. It's like when we start thinking about our content, we're like, we're like, I don't know, like, what if people judge me? And like, whatever, it's not about me, right? I just shared on my, my mental health podcast, I got dumped and I shared like the story of like basically being rejected by this guy I was dating that I liked, right? And I was like, I don't really want to post this, like, you know, but it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about reaching like the women in my audience. It's about letting women know it's okay if someone rejects you and you don't need to pander for a man and like all this stuff, right? It's not about me. It's not about how I feel about it. So you've got to get yourself in that, I'm just like yelling at you, you got to get yourself in that kind of place about your content and your mission is so important to help women start businesses. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, people want to act like money doesn't matter and it does. And that's the truth. That is the freaking truth. Money changes things. Money gets people elected. Money changes the world. Money is power. And we need more women to have more power. We need more women to have more money. That's why I'm trying to help you guys, right? I'm like, I want more women to have more money. I want more women to have more freedom. Like, you know what I mean? You got to get in this place where it's like, it's not about like me. It's not about me. It's not about what I think about my content. It's not about like if I write an article and, and me thinking it's good. It's about can this help someone? If you have the tools and you have the ability to change someone's life, change, starting a business will change someone's life. Are you like, I mean, it's probably the most transformative thing you can do. It's changed my life in ways like I don't even think I can fully process. So if you have the tools and you have the ability and you have the knowledge to change someone's life, it is your responsibility to put it in the world. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. It doesn't matter if you like it. It doesn't matter if it's embarrassing, it doesn't matter if you don't think it's good. It doesn't matter, right? It's your responsibility to put it in the world. No, like period. Like that's it. It doesn't matter how you feel about it. So, you know, tap into that place of like, whatever. Those are just like, like kind of things like I just like came up with, but find the things like in your heart and your soul that will get you to that place where you're like, like, of course I'm going to publish it. Right. And the other thing is like, if you don't think your content is good, the fastest way to get your content good is to make more content. <laughs> so people, and like this perfectionist stuff is just fear. And like, let's call it what it is. You know, people hide behind perfectionism, but you, at the end of the day, you're not putting out content and it doesn't matter why it doesn't matter why you're not doing it. It just, it, it's, it's the same. You could might as well just go lay on the couch and eat a bunch of donuts and, and not try to do anything. Because if you're not making content, it's all the same. It doesn't matter why you're not doing it. Does that make sense? It's all the same. If, you're, if content's not going out, it's all the same. It doesn't matter why. There's no good reason why. And people somehow like have clung to this idea of like, I'm a perfectionist. I want my content to be so good as a way to be scared and not take action. 
you have to take action. You have to put your stuff out in the world. And it's scary. It just is. Like, and it's going to be scary. Like, I'm just on a tear. It's going to be scary. Like, that's just the way it is, right? We have to be willing to stand in fear and just to stand in uncertainty and to be able to go on this journey. But you have to be connected enough to your mission where you know, you're willing to do things that are hard and willing to do things that are scary. And you're willing to put things out in the world that like, you know, maybe you're worried people are going to criticize you or whatever it is, whatever this fear is that's coming up. Look at the root cause, cause of that fear too. Cause there's some kind of like, there's, there's something there, like probably I would guess behind that, but okay. I hope that helps. I, I don't mean to yell at you. I feel like I always sound like I'm like yelling at you guys, but I just, I get like really passionate. <laughs> of hating everything when you get out of bed yeah i think your message is beautiful every time you say we're all here to serve people people need your message it's like you're talking directly to me thank you for all you do really yeah that's the th yeah totally like it it really is like it's so true it's not and it's it's so true it's like people need your message. It doesn't matter what you think about your content. It doesn't matter if you're scared. It doesn't matter. None of that matters, right? It's about your message. It's not about you. It's about it's like serving those women. And, you know, especially if you're helping women start businesses, my God, like that's just the way to change the world in my mind. Okay. I'm going to do one more question and then I got to get off of here. I love you guys so much. I'm sorry I yelled at you, Linda. <laughs> um, my question is, what basic equipment would you recommend for one starting a podcast and the same question for video? I love that you're down to earth and approachable. Okay. Okay. So for the podcast, I have, um, actually, if you guys go on faithbride.com, I put, I've been putting all of the stuff I use on there. Like the, pl the plugins I use on the, my website, the theme I use, the, the equipment I use, the, for everything, because so many people have been messaging me and asking me. So I'm just really trying to, Every time I'm using a program, I mean everything, every piece of software I use to run my business, what I use to do my taxes, it's all in there. If you go to faithmariah.com, it's under like resources or something. I don't have that much stuff on that site. You'll be able to find it. But I have the blue snowball mic. I have literally the cheapest mic you can get on Amazon. It costs $30. It's this. It's fine. It works fine. You know, I would love someday to have like a beautiful microphone setup. But to be honest with you, I don't even have the time to mess with that. Like that's how much urgency I have behind my message, right? I'm like, I don't, I don't have time to have perfect audio because my message is so important. I have to get it out fast and I have to get it out now, right? And so to me, spending the time to research microphones and figure out how to hook it up and getting the money to invest in it just seems like such a time suck. <laughs> when it's like, I could be making content, right? My business is just me. Like I don't have anybody helping me yet. So yeah, I just use a $30 microphone. I edit in Audacity, which is free. You can download it online. I taught myself how to do it. I literally watched a YouTube video, YouTube, like how to edit audio and audacity. I know how to do two things in audio. I know how to like cut things out <laughs> and, and like upload and I like export an MP3. That's all I know how to do. Right. And, but this is the thing is like, none of that stuff matters. Your message is what matters. We get like so distracted by all this stuff. Like what mic do I use? What theme do I use? What do I do? All these little details, your message is what matters. And my, I think my mental health podcast is a great example of that. That sucker is doing so well. It's doing way better than I ever imagined. It's getting, I don't, it's getting like 5,000 downloads a month now. And 
I don't even have an intro for it. I've never even made like an introduction. Like where, you know, you usually listen to a podcast and it's like, welcome to this podcast. Mine is just, it's just me talking. It's me talking into a $30 microphone and editing it in free, free software and then uploading it. Right. And, but it doesn't, it's not that the quality doesn't matter, but it's that the message is more important. So if it's between doing something great and doing nothing, like it's always better to do like something, right? It's always better. And people put this off. Like I could have put the podcast off and been like, you know, until I get sponsors, until I get the microphone, until I know how to edit, you know, it could take me years to launch it that way, but I've already started. I already have a fan base for it. Like, you know, when I do decide to go all in and I do get the mic and I do make the intro, I already have like a little audience that I've built. So it's like, you know, why would you wait? Don't, yeah. So that's like a whole different, that's not even related to your question. <laughs> um, I just read the 21 day miracle by Ed Rush and thought of you. Oh, that's so sweet. 21 day approach to mastering various. I'll have to look it up. I don't think I've read that one. I've read most self-help books. <laughs> like I'm like a self-help like nerd, like super nerd. Okay. Let me make sure there's no questions over here. <laughs> we need the verbal butt kicking. I know I come in here and I like, feel like I get like, I just yell at you guys. <laughs> Makes total sense. Thank you so much. You're not yelling. You're motivating us and we need your message. Thank you. Okay, good. I'm glad it was helpful. So just, just know, like, you yeah, know, just, just go like make content, go in the world, put your message out. Don't let anything stand in your way. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what people think about it. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. The message is bigger than all of that, right? The message has to be bigger than all of that. Because otherwise we get tripped up on this stuff of like, what if my neighbor sees it? Or what is my ex-boyfriend's mom going to think? Doesn't matter what she thinks. Doesn't matter, right? The message is bigger than that. The message is too important. So that's kind of how I get over it. That's kind of how I get over all fear, to be honest with you. Um, you, I mean, and you guys know, like, or maybe you don't know, but I think a lot of you know, like I used to be terrified to go on camera. I swore when I started my blog, I would never do video ever. I didn't even have my picture on there. There was like a 0% chance in my mind that I would ever do video, let alone live video. Like, I mean, and now it's like, I love doing live video. Now I love being on camera. Now I love, I just love like sharing my message. Right. So whatever platform is available to me, I'll go on and talk. So I hope that's helpful. Okay, I got to get off of here. I, mean, I can't do like a short live stream to save my life. Every time I come on here, I'm like, I'm just going to go talk for like 10 minutes. And it's like an hour every time. <laughs> okay, I love you guys. Have a good Sunday. Get some rest. Get inspired. Regroup. Talk to your people. Make your stuff. Do all the things. I'll talk to you guys soon. If you need me, just tag me in the group. I can't always um, like look at all your guys' comments. But if you tag me, I'll see it and I'll I'll try to answer you. Okay, I'll talk to you guys soon. Let me see if I can end this. <laughs>